Good morning. Today I'm talking to Alex Shaw. Hiya, Alex. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Alex Shaw. I write uh, crime thrillers and I suppose you could call them espionage or action and adventure thrillers. Um, I have several uh, key um, characters, main characters. Um, my first series is about a guy called Aidan Snow. My second series is about a guy called Jack Tate. And my third series, the first one of those, which will come out in June, is about a French uh, agent called Sophie Racine. Uh, but today, funnily enough, is the paperback publication date of my second Jack Tate thriller. And as luck would have it, I have the copies of the book right by me here. Look, Ooh. total fallout, you see. My name there, which is quite lucky because I wrote it. And then there's the title and there's the characters there etc and as is a paperback obviously there's a back to it as well because that always helps always helpful and yeah this is on on sale from today uh, had quite a few pre-orders but the actual paperback itself is on it's on sale today and also the audiobook came out today so quite happy about that um i wrote this um during lockdown last year um so yeah very happy it's out today and it's a nice colour as well. It's a nice, it's a nice bright colour, kind of kind of sunburnt orange, a bit like me garden for too long. <laughs> It'll stand out anyway. That's it. <laughs> um, so if that's the second in your series, did you write the first one before lockdown? Um, I did, yeah. I wrote the first one about two years ago. And at the time, um I was thinking, oh, you know, it's a bit different to my Aiden Snow stuff. And at the time, my, my publisher turned it down. Um, and then I got a new editor at, the aid, at, at HarperCollins who'd read my other stuff and liked it. And he really wanted it. And so he, he said, listen, I want this to be a series. And so with the help of my agent, uh, he took it. And that came out last September. And yeah, they, they wanted this one to come out, um, come out this year. So I had to, I had to write it really quickly. Um, the ebook's been out, I think, for two months now already. And as I say, today's paperback. Um, and the first one was called Total Blackout. Um, it's about um, a blackout in America, basically, which is caused by an electromagnetic pulse bomb, uh, which is basically, it's, um, it's like a wave of energy that's released. It's a bit sci-fi for me, but uh, I've kind of turned, I've kind of made it more techno-thriller, really. So, yeah, the electrical magnetic pulse is released and it stops things with microchips working overnight. So, you know, um, anything basically that's built from about 1980 onwards will stop working. So a few old cars work, but most technology doesn't. Um, and so that means that my hero manages to hotwire an old 1977 Mini he finds and uh, fly around in that, which is quite funny. <laughs> Um, did you always want to be a writer? Um, I thought about this long, for a long time, actually. I mean, when I was a, when I was a kid, I liked writing stories, but I suppose I was quite lazy or I was a quite slow writer in terms of getting the story out. So at school, I never really got the chance to, to write all the story that I wanted to. You know, I never got the time to finish it. Um, and um, so I, I thought it would be quite a nice idea. But to be honest, when I was younger, I wanted to be an actor and a playwright. Um, 
my first degree I studied was drama. It was it's called theatre of media drama, but it was like acting and writing for like the television and stage and screen and film. And so at that time, I was thinking more, well, okay, you know, before I went to university, I was thinking, I want to be an actor. And then when I got to university, I thought, oh, I'll, 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 I'll write for the stage as well. And then whilst at university, I started writing a TV series. And I thought, you know what, perhaps I should try writing a book, but I didn't then. So I suppose I've kind of wanted to be a writer really from about my early twenties. Um, but I didn't start writing my first book um, until I was, I think I was 24, 25. And that took me 12 years to write because it was a hobby. I was writing on and off for 12 years. And that's the first Aiden Snow Thriller. Um, it was originally self-published. And because I was trying to find a publisher for a year, but I couldn't. Um, I almost got very close in one, but then a financial crisis came in, in the, um, was it the was it late 90s or early 2000s? So I couldn't, I couldn't get a publisher. So I self-published it. And then the next one I self-published too. And then a publisher wanted to take them on and me to write a third one. So I did that. And then uh, four years ago now, three years ago now, three or four years, 2018, um, my publisher stopped um, publishing books. They, they, they went into liquidation and um, I put feelers out. And because I was, was, was known a little bit perhaps, um, and also perhaps because they liked the books and they saw I'd, I had an audience, Harper Collins said, we'd like these books. Uh, and what are you writing next? So. So yes, yeah, so I really the last three or four years, I've been really happy because my writing has taken off. You know, I've now got a second series and the first series of HarperCollins and I've got other books planned as well, perhaps spin-offs um, and I've got agents as well. So yeah, I've been kind of, you know, quite happy. So sorry, I know I'm routing on, but yeah, I always, always want to be a writer um, from about the age of 24. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. It just answers a lot of the next questions. So that's oh fine. dear, okay. You can rewind. <laughs> Like nice. Makes it much easier for me. <laughs> All the pressure's on you, it's fine. I like it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you wrote your first book, what made you turn it from a hobby into something that you wanted to get published? I, when I was writing it, I always wanted to write it to get it published, but I didn't think I would. You know, I thought, okay, I want to prove to myself that I can write a book because I'd, I'd written a stage play before. And I thought, okay, I'd love, to write a, I'd love to write a book. And I was reading other people in the genre at the same time. And they were kind of, you know, the, the ex-SAS people. And so they knew about being a spy or being a soldier, but they didn't know much about the locations. Um, for example, I was in Ukraine, I was in Kiev at the time, and no one had written about Kiev. One book mentioned it. Um, and they got all the kind of you know facts wrong and things. I mean, they don't, the guy had obviously been there because he mentioned my friend's car. Um, friend of mine worked for the British Embassy, and he had a, uh, a Land Rover Defender. And oddly enough, that same car was mentioned in this guy's book. And I think that was the only Land Rover Defender at the time in Ukraine, in, in Kiev at least. And I knew the car very well because it was the same car I used to go to school in because I was teaching over there at the time. And this friend came and lived to school because um, her, her husband worked at the embassy and she worked at the school. So these diplomatic car, naughty, naughty. And I used to go in that school sometimes, you know, um, sit in the back, pretend to be important. Although it was a land trust, I was sitting sideways on like some kind of peasant at the back. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought, okay, you know, 
let me see if I can write this. And then I kind of got more into it. And I thought, well, okay, if I finish my story and it's finished, then I'll always know I've written the book. But what I'd love to do is try to get it published. And so I, as I say, it took me 12 years on and off because I was a bit lazy and life got in the way. You know, I kind of like was in Ukraine when I came back to England when I was working. But during those 12 years, my kind of idea for the character in the series developed really because you know, lots of my own personal experience of working in different countries and traveling kind of came into the character of Aiden Snow and kind of came into the, uh, into the location I used as well. Um, and so by the end of the right, I really want to, I really want to try and get this solved because, you know, still 12 years later, nobody's writing about Ukraine. Um, at least, you know, modern, modern books. Um, and so I tried to get it published for a year. Uh, as I said, I almost got quite close. Um, and then I, I self-published it through Amazon's Create Space at the time. Um, and obviously, you know, back then, no publishing, no, no marketing, no promotions. It, I sold a couple of copies. Kindle came along and I thought, okay, I'll make a Kindle version. And I was one of the first British self-published authors writing in my genre to be on Kindle. And so suddenly when, the, when, when Kindle hit the UK, because I was already in the US and there were a few sales, suddenly Kindle hit the UK and suddenly you had people who were used to buying Chris Ryan, Andy McNabb, Tom Clancy books, etc. And suddenly, because mine had some of the key words and similar kind of, you know, subjects, I suppose, suddenly my book was on, was on a list with their books. And suddenly, bang, I was selling quite a few books overnight because, um, literally because I think, you know, it was a brand new thing and I was one of the first there. And so when that happened, I thought, wow. And that really, that's really what kind of made me think, okay, perhaps I can do this for a living. Perhaps I should really try and do this more than a hobby. And so the next book was a lot faster to write, you know, um, still two years though, because I'm obviously I'm quite a lazy person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that took me two years and uh, yeah and then after that uh, the next one um, was I think a matter of like about eight months or something but by then I had a publisher because you know they said listen we, th we think you can you can write we'll take your first two books and write as a third one and so my third Aiden Snow book Cold East was was written then um, and so uh, yeah um, it's a lovely thing to be able to do your turn your hobby into a career um and um i'm just lucky that i really have a um a wife who's got a fantastic job as well who um actually you know makes it possible for me to be um you know a full-time writer and so that's uh yeah that's the way i look at it and it's it's only just now these past three or four years that i'm starting to see the benefits and reap the benefits of what i've um written really you know now it's the first is next well, the last few years as things have started to take off so um you know fingers crossed i always hope my next book will be the breakthrough book that gets bigger and better you know um but i think if i was starting today i think self-publishing today is a lot easier but there's so much competition um and i think if i was self-publishing now i think i'd struggle to get an audience so i think i was lucky to publish when i did and, and, and be an old man but now you see <laughs> um, what made you decide when you got to three books in your first series to do a second series and then the same again now for your third series? Well, at the time I thought, okay, my, my Aiden Snow books were kind of based 
they're, they're less techno-based and kind of like more traditional kind of weapons-based and things, etc. And they were so based in Ukraine, really based in Ukraine primarily, even though they had other, other venues, other locations they went to. And I thought, okay, you know, I'd like to try and set something somewhere else. Um, so rather than trying to think of a reason why I could kind of transfer Aidan Snow and his colleagues and whatever in his world into the US, because uh, Total Fallout and Total Blackout are based in the US, I thought, why don't I take a similar character, a guy who's also been in the SAS, but a guy who's slightly different, you know, um, and then see what I can do with that. And also that meant that I could go down a slightly different route and perhaps, you know, have like more kind of technology based um, like one of the Ains notebooks, there's a there's a portable nuclear bomb, but it's old technology from like the, from like the you know Russian from like the late seventies, where suddenly you know in total blackout that it's brand new Chinese stroke Russian technology, total fallout again it's 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 brand new technology, and I think it was a way for me to kind of um, try something a bit different. Uh, but at the heart of the story, they they both they both got characters who in some aspects are similar, they're both XSAS, but, but you know, one guy, one guy is Aiden Snow is a son of diplomats um, and uh, the other guy, Jack Tate, um, is a guy who was adopted by, by a family and then joined the army without going to university um, and worked his way up and is quite a, a, bit, a bit rougher really. Um, so it's interesting to kind of compare, you know, because there's things that one character can do, the other, the other one doesn't, the way they speak. So that, that's why that's why I wanted another series. Um, and then I also saw another gap, really. That my third series it has a female lead, Sophie Racine, and I thought, okay, you know, there are a few um, female kind of action hero type assassins, but I don't I don't see one that kind of you know. Um, gets me going, kind of rings the bells for me, you know, they're kind of very, they're very stereotypical, you know, we're, we're thinking of like, you know, like Pamela Anderson holding a gun or something, or we're thinking Bond girl, or we're, or we're, or we're thinking someone completely the other end, you know, as a, a psychotic police detective wearing a big cardigan and complaining. So there's, there's kind of no one in between that's kind of like, you know, the female version. I'm not talking about like a Jane Bond, but I'm trying to, trying to kind of, create a character that's a bit different. And so that's why the third series, Sophie Racine, is, um, is coming out, um, because I wanted to try and explore that. And also, um, having a character that's French, it means I can now go to, go to different locations as well, because she'll have a tie, you know, she can, she can go and operate in former French colonies and places, you know. Um, so it's interesting, you know, it's interesting to push characters in different ways. And, you know, who knows, perhaps all the characters might meet in a future book. Awesome. <laughs> um, which of your series would you like to be a character in? <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's, that's an interesting one, actually. Um, I mean, to be honest, you know, I think I'd be scared being in any of them with the, <laughs> with, with the action that's going on. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of wrote part of myself in Raid and Snow, especially in his Ukrainian phase, but... Um, Hmm. That's uh, that, that's that's quite interesting. I don't know. I think I think I'd um. I think I'd like to be in an Aiden Snow novel, so I could so I could you know meet him and see what he's like. You know, you know, because I, I I know him fairly well, but I'd like to see if I'm you know what I think about him is real. You know, if he's if he's who I think I, he is. You know, <laughs> um, 
and also because it was my first series it's kind of quite close to my heart as well you know you know because there are so many kind of like friends and relatives of mine who I've taken bits off to create characters in that so I think I kind of I feel at home and also you know I've been in Ukraine as well with cheap beer so that's probably why <laughs> Um, do you put any secret jokes or messages in your books? Only a few people understand. Um, I do try to sneak the in my in my second series, Total Fallout and Total Blackout. I've I've tried to sneak in the um, titles of the other books in there. <laughs> I think a, a line like he, I think I might have said like, "Oh, he shot me in cold blood," because cold blood is the first Satan Snow book. Was originally called Hetman, which is a Ukrainian term, but it's, it's, it that turned into cold blood. And I think I said he felt a cold black fear, and cold black's the second Aiden Snow book. Um, or he was from the cold east. I think mean, I've done that as well. Um, but um, I've I've put a few kind of as they call Easter eggs in. I put a kind of I've I've brought in a few characters from the Aiden Snow books into into the Jack Tate books um, to kind of hint what might happen in the future. Um, and I've, yeah, I don't think I've got any in jokes that just that just me and a couple of friends know. Um, I think there's I think there's British humour. The problem I have is trying to um, stop making my characters too funny. You know, because I I, I, I I used to want to write comedy, and uh, and I have all these all these things suddenly come to me, and uh, and you know, I think I think you know. I think I, I think Facebook's great because I think it, it gives me a kind of outlet for my lunacy. You know, it stops it going to the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I post too many uh, Borat memes, but there we go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. <laughs> Isn't that? Nice? Um, did you find it harder to write from a, a female lead character perspective? Um, not initially, because um, I wrote her basically the same way I'd write a man, because I wanted, I, I wanted her to kind of act in a kind of gender neutral kind of way. I wanted her to kind of act in a very kind of um, result and action driven way. But subsequent uh, rewrites with my editor has made me kind of think, OK, and made her kind of more feminine. and. And I had a had a uh, conversation yesterday with my with my agent, um, and yeah, I, I'm with the Kate Nash Literary Literary. Yeah, I can't say that the Kate Nash Literary Agency. And so I have two agents there. I have Kate and Justin Nash, um, and you know, just Justin's my main agent, and you know, and and, and Kate um, answers specific questions sometimes. And they were talking to me about how to make the character a bit more French. And how perhaps Kate said to make, to make a bit more, bit more feminine. And so, for the first time ever, with, with one of my main characters, I was having to think about makeup and things, etc. You know, because um, you know, I, I mentioned I mentioned makeup um, in other other terms. You like, you know, I, I, I could I can see like a, a very officious late middle aged Soviet woman might have her makeup, you know, too thick or something. But I never really thought about you know having makeup of my central character before, you know. Because I try to kind of have them like kind of like neutral, neutral kind of clothes that are kind of practical, etc. You know, and so that's that, that's been kind of that's been kind of a learning thing. But um, also, I think what I've done is I've I've given uh, Sophie Racine more of a kind of personal backstory 
you know, I've spoken about her kind of, you know, uh, tragedies, tragedies and things in her past, etc. You know how, you know how she didn't get, doesn't get up, didn't well, didn't get on with her mum and preferred her dad, and you know how she was had issues with bullies and things, etc. So I've kind of done, I've kind of done that, and it's, it's, um, it's been really interesting, you know, because it's it's a type of writing that I haven't had to do so much in the past. Um, and hopefully it's made the characters a bit more three-dimensional. Um, but time will tell, you know, but if, 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 if a kind of like, you know, sack of hate mail arrives, I know I've, I know I've done it wrong and I'm a naughty <laughs> man, not a lead character because I'm not a lady. So I don't, I, I think it's a great character. Glad to wait and see. Well, apparently we're really complex and stuff and men can't understand us, but I don't really see the problem personally. I think we're quite simple to understand. <laughs> we're human, aren't we? You know, we're human. I, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's really funny how, um, you know, some, I've got some friends who are very kind of, um, how shall I say this? They're very kind of old school, almost chauvinist, you know, whereby, you know, a woman should do this, a woman should do that, the man should do this, a man should do that. And for me, it's always been, it's always been kind of free and easy. You know, I've kind of, you know, I worked and then my wife worked and now we have, you know, our son, my wife's working and I'm, and I'm at home and I'm working as well, but I'm kind of doing kind of more, you would say, you know, more the stereotypical female role, which is of the, you know, which is the housewife, but house husband, you know, and, I like to think of myself as a house husband plus, you know, because I'm writing writing as well, you know, Hoover in one hand, Will in the other, you know. But add up in that, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> um, what's the most interesting thing you found while you've been researching your books? That's a good question. Um, I have to think of an answer. Um, There's a lot of synchronicity when I'm researching, and by that I mean I mean odd bits of information I find that suddenly think, my God, I'll use that as exactly what I was looking for. For example, uh, in Total Blackouts, um, Jack Tate jumps out of an aeroplane, and he parachutes into into this place in the middle of nowhere, and the place is called Boring, town of Boring, B-O-R-I-N-G, and the odd thing is is actually on the flight path of the plane he was taking. And I, I used Google Earth and bang, oh, where's he gonna land? Hang on, boring, right, we'll land in boring. And so I have a, you know, I have a, I have a thing where I says to the guy, where am, I, where am I, boring, what, you know? And so that's kind of quite funny. Um, but sometimes I'll be thinking something and I go and research and I'll find something that links into that, which is kind of really, really kind of quite, quite, quite spooky. Um, I'm just trying to think, is there anything specific I've had to research that I found? I found really interesting. I mean, lots of things interest me. I mean, if something doesn't interest me, I generally don't write about it. Because um, I think, I think if you're, you know, if if you're writing something that doesn't interest you, then, then the reader's not going to have any hope of of enjoying it, are they? You know, it's. I don't think I could be a journalist because if you're a journalist or or a newsreader or whatever, you're you're imparting news and information that you're really not interested in. But you have to look interested or sound or we have to the word have to seem interesting you know um and so that's why i think that even though it's fiction i think there's a lot more truth in fiction because you're trying to impart something that excites you you know um yeah 
Um, if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Because I've been to quite a few crime festivals and crime conventions and meetings, I've met I've met basically most of my most of my kind of you know writing heroes, luckily enough, um, and spend some time with them. You know, so I think if I choose anyone living, I know I'm going to get people saying, "Why didn't you choose me?" Or you know, or, um, so not that I'm I'm famous at all, but uh, you know, but friends say, "Oh, we should choose me. I'm fun." Um, so it'll have to be somebody dead because you know the dead don't complain unless you're a medium I'm more a large but there we go um, I it would have to be a guy called uh, a, um, August Strindberg a Swedish writer and playwright and um, he was a bit nuts and um, toward, towards the towards the end of his life um, he had several medical conditions, including very bad psoriasis of the hands. And so when he was writing, because he used to obviously write with a pen, he was physically in pain, but he forced himself through the pain to write. And so somehow his anger came out into his writing. Um, and so I'd like to have a chat to him because I'd like to kind of know, you know, how much of the, the wacky characters were based on reality and how much were based on, you know, his own kind of battle with his inner demons, both uh, physical and, and metaphysical. So there we go. Interesting. Um, so apart from being a house husband and a writer, what else do you enjoy doing? Um, well, we spent the last three years in the Middle East. We were living in Qatar. We, we, just, we just came back uh, just this summer um, to go back to the UK. And um, so when I was there, we used to do an awful lot of traveling before the, before the pandemic. Um, you know, we'd be, we'd be flying somewhere on holiday um, once every couple of months. It was quite a charmed life, really. Um, and so I, I do love travel, but obviously travel has been curtailed now um, because obviously, you know, you, you can't really go very far. Um, and I love travel. I love language, foreign languages. Um, I think learning odd bits of information as well, I think, is... Um, it's quite interesting, you know, one of the, one of the things I, I remember from years ago is, is the word salami, it's the same in many languages, you know, it's, uh, you know, salami is the same in Russian, which I thought was great, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, uh, apart from writing, I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't really got much, much time for any other hobbies at the moment, you know, uh, what with writing, editing, you know, um, being, a, being both a butler, cook and chauffeur to my boys um, <laughs> um i do like sports tennis formula one um underwater basket weaving those kind of interesting ones okay. <laughs> I don't watch much tv though that's the thing i don't watch much tv at all i I get a kind of I feel a bit left out when all these various crime writers are talking about these various shows on TV. You know, um, like I've only seen the first series of Line of Duty. Um, I I don't I don't have any terrestrial TV here in the UK. Um, I have like a uh, Apple box. I've got I have catch up TV. So I've recently watched a French TV series, etc. But um, you know, I like watching occasional comedy series. I discovered Friday Night Dinner a couple of days ago. So I was watching that, it was quite funny, you know, a roaring with laughter. Um, so, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, Line of Duty, if you ever get a chance, you have to watch. And Friday Night Dinner, I've heard, is good, but I've not seen it either because oh, I would rather read. Oh, uh, yeah, well, that's good. You're reading, yeah. I, yeah. See, I, I, I normally read at night. I, have a, I use my Kindle. I don't, I don't, I don't read in, uh, in paper form anymore, unless it's a magazine. But, um, yeah, I normally read at night in bed. Um, and so, you know, I, and I, get, I get sent quite a few books now, by, basically by my publisher and by other authors, etc., um, you know, either wanting my opinion or advice or wanting me to put a blurb on there, you know, like like a cracking thriller, read it, you must, something like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I get, I get, but, um, but for pleasure, I kind of just read generally at night on my Kindle. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Um, I'll go. I'll go back now to something that was embarrassing and comedic at the same time. Um, years and years ago, when I was when I was um, courting my wife, um, I was in Ukraine, and um, I was I was late to meet her as I always was, and I had to. I, had, I was on the underground, and I had to take a tube, you know, or metro as they call it, across the city. And um, so I ran. So and there were escalators. I ran down the escalators, and I got onto the platform. And the train pulled up, and they're, you know they're there every couple of minutes. But I was in a hurry, and I ran, I ran onto the, I ran onto the train, and because I was running quite quickly, my legs were kind of going up in the air like this, you see. Although they were bigger than this, these are my fingers, and I ran, and the, the, the doors were closed. Now I just got inside. I was like a ballerina, just got inside, kind of, kind of like this, and my right leg was up in the air behind me, and the doors shut. Luckily, I had a pair of, um, do you remember a, a shoe company called Pod? I had a pair of Pod shoes on, they're kind of like half between trainers and, and kind of like shoes, and they're quite thick black soles. And the doors closed on my actual sole, not my, not my sole, the sole of my shoe. And suddenly I fell straight to the floor. Some, <laughs> I'm lying, kind of like sprawled face down on the floor got my leg up in the air, literally, like it, like, like three foot up in the air, sticking it out, held on by the door. And in, in my right hand, I've got a rose, because I was going to give a rose. I'm laying on the floor <laughs> like this. And it literally took about four, four or five Ukrainians, locals, to go to pull the doors open to release my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was me trying to look cool, looking, you know, I went... <laughs> That was that was embarrassing, but funny at the same time. And believe it or not, my wife still has the rose. It's preserved in a box. So there we go. Memories. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but how could you resist anyone that makes that sort of impression? <laughs> yeah, but I failed the milk trap, but, but I must say, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, who was your first celebrity crush? Princess Leia. <laughs> That's quite common. <laughs> yeah, but this, but it, but it wasn't because of the uh, the jab of the hut thing, you know, the, in the bikini. Um, it's because I, you know, my dad took me to see Star Wars. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to let my age slip now, but I, I went to see Star, Star, the first Star Wars in the cinema, and um, and it was seeing all these characters. It was seeing a strong female character there as well, and that might be the reason why. I've, 
mentally that I've kind of ridden my sofa I've seen recently, you know, um, have seen this strong female character. And um, then when I bought the Star Wars toy, like the little figures, and when I got the kind of like the, the bigger figures you could get as well. And I got a bigger figure of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, I got quite a few, and I got Princess Leia as well. And I went around to see my, went around to see a friend of mine. Um, he became a postman, I know, and uh, well, which is good for him, you know. Um, and he became a postman and he's a nice guy and I went around to his house and his dad said, what are you bringing a doll in my house for? Why have you got a doll? It's like, it's not a doll, it's Princess Leia. And, and his, his dad thought I was a bit peculiar for having Princess Leia figurine, you know. So, so yeah, she was my first, first crush, really. Um, also Wonder Woman as well, the original Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, especially spin, spin round, you know, it's like watching Wonder Woman, you know. You know. <laughs> Derbaland and Blake Seven, she scared me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think I have any more questions unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about. Uh, no, I, I think I think I've I've kind of um answered your questions in the most peculiar manner. I think I've gone round in circles. And <laughs> but I just want to say thank you for thank you for taking the time out of your hectic schedule to speak to me. Um, and thank you for letting me show the book that comes out today. Um, mm -hmm. There's the title, you see. That's two books, by the way, not called Total Total Fallout Fallout. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, this is, as I said, this is out today. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for um, for taking the time to speak to me. It's been, it's been great, to, great to see you. Um, and I hope you're keeping safe and sane. Maybe, maybe safe, sane, that, that ship sailed, <laughs> sadly. That's long, long. <laughs> uh, it's overrated, isn't it, Sanity? Yeah, <laughs> uh, boring. <laughs> um, so before we get distracted again, <laughs> and before we go, would you like to tell everyone where they can find more about you and where they can find your books. Okay, well, I do have a website, but I haven't updated it for a while. So I'd, I'd say the safest bet to find out about me and my books is to use an, my Amazon page um, or to go on to uh, Facebook and find me on there um, or Twitter, I'm on Twitter or Instagram. Um, yeah, in terms of buying my books, obviously they're, they're on, they're online everywhere um, and also available to order from bookshops. Um, at the moment, the works has total uh, blackout. They should be getting total fallout, hopefully. Um, but yeah, they're available to order in bookshops. Um, good bookshops, bad bookshops, all bookshops, I hope. Awesome, well, thank you very much. Well, thank you too. <laughs>